glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Today's sermon is titled, Peace on Earth. And I'm going to be teaching from the exact same passage that Nathan taught from four weeks ago. So it's never too much to hear the same passage, right? We can never hear too much of the Word of God. So we're going to be covering the same passage, but today I'm going to be talking about the peace that we see in that passage. You know, almost every human being that I've ever met throughout history, mankind is seeking peace. We're always looking for peace in our lives. In fact, we often hear about the term world peace, right? We hear it oftentimes, world peace, and it's like the, the, the best answer at the uh, beauty pageants. I've never had to give that one because I've never been in a beauty pageant. But that's the answer we hear oftentimes. See, uh, throughout complete history, from the beginning of time, if you think about in the garden, at the fall of man, from there for, there, that point forward, they're seeking peace because there was a disconnect between their God. You know, we desire financial peace. And, you know, have you ever noticed, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much you save, how much you got, you know, it, it just, there's never a true amount that can actually give you peace. I remember I was, I was just sharing with uh, Pastor John also when I was ordained in 2013 and you know, we had saved up, we'd gone through Financial Peace University and, you know, followed all the little steps and, and I'd saved up, we, my wife and I got this emergency fund and we got, or, you know, I got ordained and then boom, this broke and that broke and this broke and that broke and it got, well, there went the emergency fund, so I had a piece that I had the money to, to take care of things, but now I had the stress of building up another emergency fund, didn't I? So the peace just changes all the time. Even having peace in our families can be a tall order. It can be really tough. And my wife's uh, mom, my mother-in-law, which I love dearly, by the way, gave us a picture. It's up on our fridge. And if you've been to your, our house, you've probably seen it. And it's two kids. I have three boys, but it's a picture of two kids. And the one kid in the front is running. And he's got his hands out like he's reaching for a parent. And he's screaming and crying, and, and you can tell he's in, in just freaking out. Well, the brother is behind him, and he's, and he's chasing him. And you can just see the terror and evil that he's trying to bestow upon his brother. And it says at the very bottom of the, at this, this picture, it says, One day they will go off to college, and you will miss this. <laughs> and, I, and I think that picture is going to be up on our fridge for a long, long time. Peace is hard to come by. We tried it, some of us, in the 60s to have peace, right? 60s and the 70s, and that was fleeting, that was short-lived. Some things lived on forever out of that, unfortunately, in that movement. But peace did not prevail after that time. In fact, let's take a quick peace test here, okay? We're going to do a real quick test for you guys on peace. So I want to ask you the first question. Are you ready for Christmas? Are you 100% ready for Christmas? Is anybody going to be shopping today? Or tomorrow? Or late tomorrow? Or wondering how you're going to get that Amazon gift here over the weekend? You know, 
How, how peaceful are you getting ready to go into Christmas? Do you have all your gifts wrapped, everything bought? Well, how about this? Let's, let's take another test. It brings just great joy and peace in my life. Personally, are you excited about getting out in our Temecula and Marietta traffic around the mall? Doesn't that bring just great peace upon you, sitting for four or five lights before you finally get to get through it? Or, or what about all the people? I mean, they're so peaceful out there. Nobody cuts in line. Nobody cuts you off in the car and, and waves a, a Merry Christmas hello, right? <laughs> it's constant. We see peace everywhere, right? No, no, we don't. And we're striving for it. And too often, even we're striving for it. Just look at the bookstores, all the self-help books, well, if you'll just do this, you'll have peace in your life, you know. Sit on a mountaintop, cross your legs, and hold your hands together, and you will have inner peace, peace that fulfills right up until the point you hike back down the mountain, you get into Temecula traffic, and, and we're all back into the same boat again. It's the same thing. Well, here's the problem, church. It's too often, it's too often we place what we think is true peace into a state of emotion, or we think our peace comes from what our current circumstances are. And it's, it's this whole thing that we try to make up as man. But that's not where peace comes from, church. And today I want to share with you out of Luke chapter 2. So if you turn there, Luke chapter 2, I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 20 again. It's speaking of the birth of Jesus Christ. Luke 2, beginning in verse 1, says this. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, and to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and, he laid, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they have heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. Some of the most familiar and happy words of Christmas are these words from Luke chapter 2. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will, be, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly with, there with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. You see, this is a real story, church. This is not just a familiar story that we hear Linus talk about on Charlie Brown Christmas Story. I love it, by the way. I still watch it. This is a real story about an occurrence that happened on a real day in a real city that a real Savior was born that would take away the sins and would give the greatest gift that we could ever receive, the gift of eternal life that we would be able to live in a real heaven with a real God, glorifying Him daily. The text today, church, I want to cover two things. If you have your outlines with you, you can pull those out. And again, it's, it's this, this whole text that I'm going to talk about today is peace. And two things. Where it does not come from, I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but where peace does not come from and where it does come from. That's the two things I want you to take away from here and most importantly understand where the peace comes from. So let's take a look back at our text, starting in verse 8. Let's see what the Bible says about peace and the situation that was happening on this beautiful day when Christ was born. Verse 8 says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace among those with whom he is pleased. We see in verse 8 and 9 that an angel appears to the shepherd who are keeping watch over their sheep. I want you to think about this, church. Could the angels have appeared to anybody in society? They could have appeared to anybody, but they appeared to the shepherds. They could have, they could have appeared to very influential men in the society or women. They could have appeared to the governor. They could have appeared to the important people in society, actually, but though the, the angel appears to the shepherds, you see, the shepherds were oftentimes looked down in society. They were uneducated. They basically were accused oftentimes of not upholding the law. You see, sheep don't take the Sabbath off. The sheep need care 24 7. And there's all sorts of predators that are going after these sheep, and they can never take a rest. Sheep always need protection. So our attempt at peace, people, should not come from man. 
Okay, we saw in the first uh, few verses, it talks about the census that was being taken. And I want to catch something real quick. And I want you to grasp this, okay? Peace does not come from our politicians, okay? Peace does not come from the government. Just look at the, just look at the news right now. And think about the, the turmoil that's going on. It's us against them and them against us. And, and, and there's just this mayhem and chaos going on and, and this division going on in the country. Well, it's nothing real new, to be honest with you. It's really nothing new. It's been going on for centuries and millenniums. It's been going on and on. Our peace should never come from our government or our politicians. Our peace should not come from our position in society, or how we're viewed by others. Too often, we, our peace, we, we get in our mindset, oh, that, that group of people doesn't like me. They don't really care for me, I, or I don't really like those people. That can even occur too. Well, just like the shepherds, the, the, the lowly in society, our peace does not come from who we are or our position. Well, let me tell you something that deaf peace does, does not come from. It does not come from how many likes or friends we have on Facebook. It does not come from social media. You want to take a test on that? Try moving from your house and see how many of your Facebook friends show up to help you move. Well, let me tell you, hashtag, they ain't going to be there, Okay. Our peace does not come from the things of this world. Our peace doesn't come from social media or politicians or the government. It doesn't come from that. It does not come from man. But as we continue in our text, we see that the angel appears to the shepherds with the glory of the Lord. And one of the first things the angel says is this. Fear not. Fear not. Okay, so... Why does the angel say, fear not? Probably because they were fearing. This would freak you out if you think about it. I don't know about you, but I think if I was out in the fields as a shepherd, there's no streetlights there, okay? There's, it's dark. They're in the fields. And all of a sudden, an angel appears with the glory of the Lord shining around this angel. I would need to hear those words, fear not. Definitely. And you think about the opposite of fear is peace. Having peace in your life is not fearing things. But the the angel appears and says, fear not. Have you guys seen the videos of like the big, burly, strong men and they get scared and they scream like a little girl? Have you guys seen those on YouTube or any of those? I mean... I I would totally picture myself doing the same thing. Not the burly part, okay? I'm talking about the screaming part. If I was out tending the sheep and all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appeared, this would not bring peace to my life, okay, initially. It would freak me out. I think I would be screaming. Yet the angel says this. It sounds just like that, yeah. Yet the angel says, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Having peace or knowing true peace cast out fear and trepidation. Having peace and knowing true peace cast out fear and trepidation. True peace trumps man-made peace always, church. 
Christ's peace is eternal. Christ's peace is eternal. Man's peace is circumstantial and fleeting. In fact, in John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. You see, true peace can only come from Jesus. The baby that was born in Bethlehem, that lived a perfect life for us. You see, this is not a temporary peace or a season of peace that Jesus brings us, but it was peace that was given to us forever. Just as the angel appeared and said, do not be afraid. In, in fact, in John 14, I just read, it says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. See, the angel's making a proclamation that peace is now here on earth in this passage in Luke 2. In John 1, in fact, in verse 67, it says, Blessed be the Lord of God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. In verse 11, the angel proclaims that, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This very baby that was told about in the Old Testament, that was, that was prophesied about, that we read about in Isaiah today, that was foretold that was going to be coming, was the Messiah, the one who was going to save the earth, the world, and he would bring peace. When, he's, when it said in John chapter 1 that he visited us to redeem his people, there's no greater peace than this to have a Savior who redeems us. Continuing in verse 12, it says this in Luke chapter 2, And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying. You know, if not having an angel appear, having a bunch of angels appear, would even bring more fear, okay? I'd be kind of wondering, is this it? Is this over? In fact, some of your texts may say a myriad of hosts, and a myriad in the Greek actually means 10,000, 10,000. So we already have an angel with the glory of the Lord shining around. Now we have 10,000 angels, and what are they saying? They're, they're saying glory, glory to God in the highest and on earth, Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Yeah, that's a lot of angels. That's a lot of angels to show up in the middle of a field. But you know what the angels are doing? They're doing what they always do. Angels are doing exactly what angels are supposed to be doing. They're praising God. See, they're now proclaiming what real peace is. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. They're referring to this baby Jesus who was born. Peace on earth to, among those with whom he is well pleased. The birth of Christ, church, bears the richest significance of the world. It brings peace, real peace on earth. The birth of Christ brings true peace of the heart, not man-made peace. It actually, even further than that, brings peace with God, a peace given by God through Christ. This peace that the angels are referring to is the peace of salvation 
from our sins. Having our sins covered by Jesus is the only peace that we can ever have. There is no other peace. But in verse 14, church, it's very specific to this peace, though. And I want you to see it again. It says, peace to those with whom he, God, is pleased. Peace with those with whom he is pleased. Some translations you may have here today say, on on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. The King James, and the most common that we hear, says, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. See, the point is this. Even though God's offer of peace goes out to all, only his chosen people, only those whom God calls to be his child who receive Christ and trust him as Lord and Savior will experience the one and only true peace that this baby, Jesus, brings. Only those whom God calls. But notice what it doesn't say here. Notice what it doesn't say. We can try our hardest. We can try over and over and over and over until we're dead, because that's all that's going to happen. We can try to bring peace in our lives by being good. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. It's not us being good. It's not anything we can do. It's not how peaceful we live on earth. It's not that we even live peacefully with men. There's nothing we can do to bring that peace upon us. The peace only comes from God. Let's continue on in verse 15. It says this, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. When I was reading through this passage, I, I know this is a story about the shepherds, the angel appearing to the shepherd. But I had, I had to think to myself, what if I was one of those shepherds? And, and like I said, I, I probably would have screamed like a little girl if I had an angel appear and then 10,000 angels appear. But I, I really started thinking, if I was there with my coworkers and this just occurred, and I haven't seen the baby Jesus yet, And I've been trying to live my life on my own, trying to create my own peace. Honestly, I think I would have sat there and went, hmm, whoa. Looked over at the other shepherds and said, whoa, that was wild. That was wild. That was, in fact, that was crazy. Did you get that on YouTube? You know, did you film that on your phone? phone? No. I I I think I would have been kind of freaked out. I don't think I would have been peaceful. But verse 16 shows us something different. It says, And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. You notice something that happened. The shepherds heard about the Savior from the angel. The shepherds heard, and they went straight away. They went without haste to see this baby. And I think this is a beautiful picture of salvation, church. They've heard, not only did they hear about the birth of Jesus, but they believed. And they went. They followed. They were obedient to the calling of this baby Jesus. 
The angel proclaimed it. They heard it. They went. They did it. Goes on to say in verse 17, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. If you notice in this, in 17, as we read through 16, the shepherds not only heard it, they went. And then when they saw it, the baby Jesus, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. You see, they didn't leave and just go back quietly. They didn't just take off and, and you know, went, no, oh, okay, saw baby Jesus, check. They didn't stop there. But the peace that was born, the peace that came to visit us, the peace of him who would redeem us, they saw him. They understood this peace. They understood what the significance of the Messiah coming here on earth really meant. So they didn't just leave. They made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And in fact, we understand that all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. You see, this birth of Jesus Christ radically changed these shepherds' lives. The birth of Christ radically changes everything in this world. Changes everything. Continuing in verse 19, says, But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. You know, it's interesting here, church. We talked about where peace doesn't come from, doesn't come from money, doesn't come from man, doesn't come from anything that we can conjure up. We see that the shepherds actually have a peace here. You can see the difference. You see, after the shepherds finished telling of the good news of a Savior who was born in Bethlehem, it says in verse 20, and the shepherds returned. Doesn't seem that significant, but it really is, church. They returned back to work. They returned to exactly what they were doing before. But there's a big difference. Nothing changed in their lives to bring about peace, but what radically changed was their hearts. Their hearts were radically changed because of the birth of Jesus They didn't change their jobs. They were still shepherds. They didn't go work for another sheep company to make more money. Okay? They're still shepherds, tending the same sheep. Nothing changed. See, they now had the true peace that only by placing their faith and trust in Jesus, their Messiah as Lord and Savior, it's the only way peace could be brought forth. They were one of the first to see this baby called Jesus. This first message sent to the shepherds and to all mankind of the birth of Jesus, church, it cast out the fear of the unknown. The reason why they were not afraid was because of out of the unknown or unseen, a child was, who was both God and man was born. His name was Jesus, the Redeemer of the world. The incarnation of the Son of God is the only foundation 
in which peace can truly prevail here on earth. Without the coming of Christ, we would have no assurance of peace. We'd have no assurance or peace that God really exists as a personal God, perfect in love and mercy and able to save sinners. That's where our true peace comes from. It's only from God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. In church, in closing, I got to ask you two questions. And they're simple questions. First question is this Is God well pleased with you? Is God well pleased with you? If you're here today and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that question. I don't have that peace. Let me ask you the question in a different way. Are you in good standing with God today, church? Are you in good standing with God? If you're here today and you do not have that peace that I'm telling you about today, today can be that day that you no longer look to man-made peace that you no longer try to make up your own form of peace in your life, but instead place your faith and trust in the baby that was born in Bethlehem, whose name was Jesus. Jesus lived a perfect life, a sinless life, and then was crucified on the cross for our sins. He didn't just die. Because of this sinless life, he lived and was able to, to actually take on the wrath of God as a true sacrifice, the greatest gift that we could ever receive. Those sins that were placed on him, the sins that you and I deserved, but instead, because of God's love, his wrath, God's wrath, was placed on Jesus. True peace, true peace, church, only comes from, through, and by Jesus. Glory, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those whom he is well pleased. Let's pray, church.